Uh, well, possibly we could have a show on the day that I leave. Okay. Um, Your Bahrain so, send-off. Yes, it could be my Bahrain send-off next week. Uh, because I do, you know, because of all the time changes and weirdness of, of plane travel, I do get to leave at one in the morning um, from, from lovely Bahrain. Uh, so, and get to have some fun red-eye planes uh, heading back there. That seems like yes, a place is, that doesn't have any direct flights, a little tiny island. Um, there are, oh, plenty of direct flights, just none to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> direct flights everywhere else. So, yes. How many uh, um, Bahrainians, is that the term? Is that Bahrainians? I, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> okay. How many Bahrainians have you converted to being a Yankee fan while you're there? Um. This is important. Uh, um, uh, one maybe. Okay, that's, that's great. <laughs> I think we'll I, I think I converted. I think I converted the guy that comes to uh, change the trash every other day. Nice. <laughs> Take out the trash. Nice. Um, and Look. clean. You know. So I think I've I've been educating him. He comes in always when I've got some Yankee stuff up on my computer screen and likes to start chatting. So that's cool. Yeah. We'll see. There's there's a decided lack of of sports in this country, though, which is kind of really? disappointing because usually, yeah, they they really there's no teams, there's no leagues. You mm. know what I mean? Or at least that we can that I have that I have figured out. We we are going to be able to go to the uh, we're going to the Formula One racetrack, which is actually it's like an international sort of thing. They have some they have some really big races here. Um, but they just like to drive cars really fast, and that's kind of not not my thing right now. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna go go karting there. Well, there you, and, well now uh, we're getting mixed reports. Sounds like now yeah. you're gonna go drive some cars real fast. Well, you know, I'm sort of forced to by my husband, and also, you know, I'm pretty competitive, so I'm hoping to hoping to have some little have a little fun there with him, and kick, yeah, kick some ass there on the uh, on the racetrack. That's good. Well, to answer my very important question from earlier, the term is Bahraini. 
Bahrain. Okay, good. And as a plural, it says Bahrainis. Okay, that's so not that's actually news to me. Yeah, not Bahrainian, which I think sounds cooler. Yeah. Be we'll like, talk like to someone. You don't call people from Jamaica Jamaicans, you know, although that sounds cooler than Jamaicans. Ooh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ooh, a Jamaican. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Jakey. Jakey Jamaican. Jakey the Jamaican. Jakey Jamaican. Yeah, that uh, that would be that sounds like a dangerous long weekend if I if I get to Jamaica at any point. <laughs> um, well, uh, Katie Sharp, known known for her stats amongst other things, but now you're also a race car driver, so we can add that to your Twitter bio. Um, so that's good, Jim. Jimmy, how you doing, bud? I'm good. Zimmer just either farted or yawned, and it just he's sitting right behind me. It just stunk up the whole house, but. Other than that, I'm I'm doing well. The off day, off days feel so long. I feel like I haven't watched a baseball game. It's been not even 24 hours. I feel like I haven't watched a baseball game in forever. Maybe it has been 24 hours. Day day game into off game off day is that's too long of a cycle. We that's didn't even have a day game. It was Sunday night baseball, but it's still, oh, yeah. that's how long it still feels. Wow. Well, it's coming back, and most importantly. It's time to talk Yanks, Katie Sharp, and you you led us to some fun fun wormhole topics this week. And as always, they're they're topics that have been on our mind, but we haven't <laughs> we we've hit on a surface level, and we need you to help us out with. And I I think we're gonna start let's let's start with the wide scope, and then we'll start to zoom in. And I'll I'll use your words. You started with whole bullpen. <laughs> um, and and we've touched upon this a little bit, but they truly have been special, and we've got more coming out. I mean, Chapman just casually won the uh, reliever of the month. Uh, we have some uh, – I mean, Britain's been amazing for a while. Adovino's a video game, Canely, obviously. But, Katie, this whole bullpen collectively, what what have we seen or what's making them special? Yeah, I'm, I think that people really don't appreciate what these guys have done this season, um, especially with the fact that, you know, we talk about, like, our our best setup guys hasn't thrown a single pitch this season. I mean, Dellen Batantis was an, it's already been, you know, one of the best setup guys over the last few years, and uh, he hasn't even appeared in a single game. And the fact that we've, you know, we've had some pretty awful um performances by some guys this year as well um when you look at chad green's uh struggles um we're using you know guys from triple a we've had to pull up a bunch of people um you know dfa people or 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 whatever but um the fact that uh the fact that they've had arguably one of the best bullpens in the league this season um and even better uh in recent weeks um is is truly amazing and you know i'll just the first data I just I'll throw out there, and this I don't know what this means for a bullpen. It's not anything very. It's not specifically bullpen, but these two numbers: thirty-two and zero when leading at the start of the eighth inning, and thirty-one and zero when leading at the start of the ninth inning. Those are facts. Love Those that. are yes, obviously um, very good, <laughs> the best in the league, or best in Major League Baseball. Um, and you know, that is something that says, you know, we get a lead and when we get our back end guys in there so far, and you know, yes, everyone's going to now jump on me and say, ah, you jinxed us, but I don't believe in jinxes. 
So I'm saying it. Those are those are great numbers. Um, in terms of some stats, uh, you know, you kind of look at ERA. They are fourth in ERA right now. This is for the entire season. I'm going to be talking about fourth in ERA, second in FIP. That's fielded fielding independent uh, pitching. Uh, they so are just to break that stri- down. The fielding FIP is yeah. uh, if we have anyone unfamiliar, you you hear it a lot, especially moving forward in baseball. But fielding independent, which means basically. Uh, strikeouts, walks, home runs. Yep, yep, that's correct. Um, just looking at those things, and the reason it's called fielding independent is because obviously um, your fielders uh, are not involved in any of those mm-hmm. activities. Um, and so, yeah, second and fifth, and uh, they're first in Fangraphs War, and they're at four point one right now. The next team is at two point seven, and that's the Rays bullpen. So it's, it's quite a large lead. Um, and just so, just a couple other things um, that I found really interesting. The second highest ground ball rate, um, 47%. A lot of that probably is thanks to Zach Britton. But, you know, he's just one of nine or ten guys that have uh, pitched a, you know, a good number of innings for the team. Um, and this kind of weak contact is really what makes this bullpen special, I think. Uh, they also have the fourth lowest um, rate of poor contact allowed. It's according to StatCast. And they've only allowed 35 um, what, what's called StatCast barrels. Um, and that's, you know, kind of basically like the best kind of batted ball you can ever have. Like mm-hmm. it's 800 slugging percentage, a 1500 OPS on what's uh, defined just close, by StatCast. Close your eyes and think of a Gary. Yeah, what person. Gary. Yeah, what he does, about a quarter of the uh, plate appearances. Um, and to the surprise of many, I think, they have the second lowest home run rate. Everyone really? thinks that the Yankees pitching uh, is giving up bombs like every other day. But really, the relievers have the second lowest home run rate in the majors. So, okay, so a couple uh, things so, you said. Can I, is it a good, okay time to ask you some questions? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Give me... So I'm, I'm surprised by a couple of things you say. I want to go through my thought process. Uh, you, we're really high in ground ball rate. You said we're the number one, the number one bullpen in ground ball rate. Second, second. second. Okay. Are we yep. still up there in strikeouts for the bullpen? Oh, absolutely. I think I mentioned that as well. Oh, if yeah. I didn't, then we're second in strikeouts. So okay. basically the two best things you can do, strike a guy out and get a ground ball. Right. Yeah. I'm trying um, to think of David we're, Robertson. We're second in those. Every time, yeah. or not every time, that's hyperbole, but a lot of times last year when Boone would take out a pitcher with runners on base and bring in David Robertson, uh, I think I had like gifts or videos where I read his lips and he would say, we need a strikeout right now. Or he would say that in the postgame. We needed a strikeout. And David Robertson was a strikeout guy. And uh, they traded David Robertson for Zach Britton, or didn't trade, they opted not to get Robertson. They took on Britain, who's a ground ball guy. And now we're second highest in ground balls. We're still up there in strikeouts. But I was wondering, maybe that was like a thought process. Let's get more ground ball guys than just strikeout guys. Because David Robertson was also a home run guy. He would get popped for a home run every now and then. And we're, lo- we're lowest or bottom tier at home run rate of the second. bullpen. Yeah, so I was just yeah, wa- so you- trying to think if that's uh, organizational, like, mindset or just happenstance i don't think it was i mean in my i don't think it was an organizational you know you know mindset or directive or anything like that 
But the thing, the thing that's really interesting is that usually when, like you said about David Robertson, usually when you have a stri- high strikeout guy, you the tendency is that you maybe give up, you know, a little bit in terms of the home run and the slugging and the contact rate, right? Or I mean, not the contact rate, but the, the home runs. Um, but the fact that the Yankees are both second in home runs allowed, you know, second best home run rate and the second best strikeout rate is, I mean, that's an anomaly. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to be able to build that type of, of bullpen, that type of um, kind of weapon at the end of games is, is I think, really what sets them apart. Um, and we talked about before, just one more thing I want to put on, point out about some of these stats is that, you know, we talk about, you know, ERA is, is really good for, is good for bullpen. But I, what I like to look at is what's called on Fangraphs shutdowns and meltdowns. And I think we've mentioned these before if we haven't. Uh, basically, what a shutdown appearance is, is if you increase uh, your team's chances of winning by at least 6% during the appearance. Um, and so this is basically an individual appearance, uh, reliever appearance, right? So kind of better than just measuring how many runs they're allowing, right? You, the point of a reliever is to get your team towards a win, right? And then a, a meltdown is the opposite. It's if you decrease your team's chance of winning by at least 6%. So Fangraphs tracks these. And uh, right now the Yankees lead the majors in shutdown appearances with 66 which is extremely good. Um, and they only have 31 meltdowns. So that's like more than a two to one ratio. And they are just, there's only three other teams that have that kind of ratio. Um, and that's the Astros, uh, the Rockies, surprisingly, and the Giants who are, are pretty bad, but somehow they are, have a good bullpen. Um, but yeah, so I think that those are, those are two stats that I like to look at. And you, can guide, you guys can find those on fan graphs. Um, and I think that they're pretty telling of what this, what this team has been able to do. They've just, they've been able to shut down games um, at the end, you know, once they get a lead, it's, it's going to, it's hard for it's, you know, it's not, it's a pretty rare occurrence for, uh, for them to give it up as much as fans like to think that the Yankees like to blow a lot of games. Yeah. So, and, and it has been awesome. And it, I, Jimmy, and I think we were even joking with you last week that, you know, there's there's going to be a point in June or July where we look back and we're like, this streak was crazy. What was happening? Cameron Maben, uh, Kendry's Morales, what, how did we win so many games? And I think, I mean, the, the dirty secret, I think the bullpen is kind of number one. Um, not, never mind the offense doing some good things and the starters having a really good stretch for a while. But the bullpen has been great. Do you have anything I, – I know this is kind of an odd question, Katie, but uh, usage-wise, is the Yankees' bullpen getting used a lot more, or, or what should we be looking at there? Because I know we're missing Dellen, and when he gets back, hopefully you know we can <laughs> – uh, we're not going to run him out there every day, but we can disperse the usage a little more. But where, where are we at usage-wise? That's a great question, and I know you guys Thank touched you. on that um, in your <laughs> – Excellent. Jake. <laughs> um, I know you guys touched on that in your uh, your voicemails. Uh, I think in your voicemails and in probably in the uh, the Boston series recap episodes that you guys did. Um, of course, I listened to them. Thank you, loyal listener, Patreon <laughs> subs- Patreon subscriber. If you guys haven't subscribed to Patreon, I yes. suggest you do. You get 
this. Great giveaways, early access. Okay, that's my spiel. Um, <laughs> you're much better at that, uh, John boy. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, talking about the workload. So overall for the season, they're actually they're actually really good. They're only 12th, not only, but they're 12th in innings pitched in terms of the most innings pitched by relievers um, in the majors for the season. Uh, and, um, and you know, we, you've, you guys also talked about how uh, they've been used heavily since over the past, like, month or so. And, and that's true, you know, as we had to have a couple of those bullpen guys. But it's really, the numbers really aren't much worse. I looked at since May 1st, um, and that's kind of roughly when I think we started the, we started the, um, you know, the, uh, the bullpens. And I think that's when Paxton got injured. Um, since May 1st, they are eighth in innings pitch, so a little bit higher ranking, uh, but only 14th in the number of appearances. And, you know, what I also like to look at, what, and I kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that, um, because we do have such a deep bullpen, and I think that that, that can't be overemphasized. So I looked at the, to the individual player ranks, where they rank in appearances, innings pitched, and, and blah, blah, blah. And actually, there, there are, um, let me see, where, where did I have this? Yeah, here we go. Um, so for the, for, since May 1st, there is no, none of our pitchers are in the top 30 of innings pitched or batters faced which is pretty remarkable considering that they are, you know, eighth in total innings pitched. That's blown so I think my that, mind. Yeah, and for the season, there are actually uh, no pitcher in the t- – so, so for the season, there's no pitcher in the top 25 of innings pitched or batters faced. Um, and, uh, you know, what we – I think what I think the stat I saw out there was that Baboon has yet to use anybody three days in a row. So the fact that they've been able to – put together these bullpen numbers without using anybody. And that's including all of those elite guys, the four guys that we know are, are our best guys, without using them three days in a row. We've still been able to get the numbers that we see. Um, that's, that's truly amazing. And I think that that's kind of what speaks to the way that Boone has used this, used the bullpen and, and the way that he's manipulated everybody. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, he deserves as much props as anybody. And curiosity and cats yeah. before I, I know you just blew John Boy's mind a little bit. Um, that that list of 30 with uh, face batters or appearances, are those uh, are those quality relievers? Is it a mix of like long relievers and shutdown guys or what? What does that list look like? So we we kind of know you mean for for Major but, League Baseball. Yeah, if you have or that, for sorry. the Yankees, for, uh, let me like, see if I have you, you, it. You said Ooh, I, I don't have it up. The, okay. Um, but one thing I think that you know will really help you out, help you understand, is that so I said that they don't have um, since May first, no pitcher in the top thirty innings pitched or the top right. thirty of batters faced, right? But they do have four guys in the top twenty-five of ERA. <laughs> Uh, when, you know, kind of correcting for guys that only have a few innings pitched. Um, but so that's, I think that that's kind of sort of the best combination of stats to look at. And there's only one other team that has four guys in the top 25 in ERA. Surprisingly, it's the White Sox. 
Um, but no other team has more than two guys in the top 25. So basically, the Yankees have four, the White Sox have four, and everybody else has two or fewer um, in terms of ERA. And this is all since May, May 1st, which I think is a, a sort of an inflection point for this bullpen as well um, in terms of what they've been able to do. Um, because if you look at the bullpen's numbers since, since May 1st, it, it, this, is really, this is really remarkable. They have the second best ERA now. It's 2.91, the best fielding independent pitching, the best fifth, um, and the lowest home run rate. And um, surprisingly, the sixth lowest walk rate. Because uh, that was a little bit of a problem earlier in the season when I think they were in the teens in terms of walk rate. So not as, not as elite um, earlier in the season in terms of walk rate. So what they've been able to do um, uh, since May 1st has been uh, really remarkable. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said before, they're only eighth in innings pitched and 14th in appearances um, in that time. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm still blown away about the usage because uh, that's like a main problem. I had a conversation with someone on Twitter the other day and they were saying, we can't keep doing this. Like Herman can't get pulled in the fifth and then Paxton in the fourth and CC in the fifth. And, and we're using so much bullpen oh. and with Paxton and CC both out for a month or, you know, we had at least one starter down for a full month, I believe. And we ran three or four openers and bullpen days. And I mean, basically Herman's last outing was an opener. It just seems like we should be up there. We should have some pitchers that are being overused. The fact that they've been able to spread that out while winning on this pace is incredible to me. Yeah, I mean, I think you just you, you just hit the nail on the head right there. Um, and I think that what Boone has been forced to do, you know, you talked about pulling these starters early, and and you know, I've got some numbers on that. So basically, for the season, I didn't I didn't actually look at this since May first, but for the season, uh, the starters have uh, faced the fifth fewest batters the third and fourth time through the order. Um, so basically, Boone has been pulling his starters a lot early and and, and co- when you combine this with this fact for good reason he needs to do this because the third the third and fourth time through the order our starting pitchers have the second highest batting average and the second highest slugging percentage allowed by any team in the majors uh this is for the season so people complain about boone pulling guys but he has he has every right to do so uh, based on what the numbers say, um, and you know, you know our, our relievers are getting it done in terms of that. And then you know you combine that with the fact that yes, Boone has done. I think it's a masterful job, masterful, masterful. I love that word, um, <laughs> masterful job of uh, of kind of deploying his weapons at the right time. Um, you know, with the depth that the Yankees have, I think that the matchup flexibility that is uh, that uh, that you know that Boone has shown has been just. I think that that's sort of the key element to this bullpen because you've you've got you've got a bunch of different guys who can do a bunch of different things. Um, obviously, you have your Chapman who at the end is going to close the game, and you've got kind of Britain who's settled into that eighth inning role. Um, and then, and then you have Conley and uh, Adovino, and they, he can really flip those guys based on you know whether he needs 
uh, to face a righty, which is which has been Adovino's specialty with his wipeout slider, or Conley, who who has really been effective against lefties. So he's been able to kind of, um, you know, kind of create the best matchup because there is such a diverse, you know, kind of group of arms right there. You've got, and then Britain with his ground balls, if you really need a ground ball, if you need a double play, he's, he's gone to Britain earlier than the eighth as well. Um, so I think that, you know, absolutely the biggest key to this, this bullpen is that versatility, is that diversity and the depth that allows Boone to kind of basically be like, boom, I want you, I want you, I want you because of this situation and that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically what he's doing is he can create a mismatch with every plate appearance if he wants to, or, you know, with every inning if he wants to. Yeah. And it'll be, it should only get better when Batances is back. If, and when that happens it should happen um, maybe in a month. I don't know. And with Chad, uh, we've Jake, we, doing the stepping stone game with him and inching and inching and inching. And so far everything's been on the rise slightly, slowly, but three or four now. And it'll be interesting to see where they deploy Chad. Cause I know Chad likes knowing when he's going to pitch. Uh, he likes saying like, that's why, that's why they chose him for the opener. Cause he, he just likes that. So I wonder if they're keep an opener somehow with him to help out with someone else, or where's Chad going to go into this mix? Because once we have Chad at full strength and Batances, the the bullpen which we've just went over is an incredible weapon becomes even sharper. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I think Chad is Chad is an interesting guy, um, just because we've seen we've just seen so many different shades of green. Okay, I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> no, that was horrible. Okay. That was you great. You guys should have me there. That you guys should have stopped me. Come on. No. You guys had to have stopped me. Okay. We've seen we've seen Green be awesome. We've seen Green be horrible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've we've heard that he likes to pitch, know when he's pitching. So I'm not sure that the opener is gonna be something that they're gonna use going forward because I think that Boone I think he likes to have his starters, you know being able to start games. But I think that we could start to see Green Green in more of a, a regular role in terms of clean innings, starting at the beginning at the start of an inning, rather than have him coming in yeah. um, in the middle of an inning with runners on base. So I think that that would, act, that would probably be the ideal way to use Green going forward when we have, you know, absolutely even more depth with, with Dellen Batances is able to come back. Right now, they sort of sometimes need him to come in in the middle of innings um, at points just because of, uh, you know, who, who's available. Um, Everyone else, it seems thing- like, sorry, it seems like Britain's a clean inning guy and Canely, yeah. Canely and Adovino are whenever. They seem like they he just throws them out there. Yeah, and I think that that's something that, that Boone has done extremely well. And we've talked about on this podcast, I think, before uh, the concept of leverage, you know, leverage index, which basically leverage means um, what's, what's the pressure of this, of this plate appearance? How much pressure is, is there on this plate appearance in terms of, you know, if you mess up, are we going to decrease our chances of winning? If you, if you mess up, if you do something good, are we going to increase our chances of winning? 
Um, and there's a stat on fan graphs called leverage index, which basically measures this. One, 1 1.0 is average. You know, it's run-of-the-mill kind of plate appearance, maybe in the, at the beginning of the game or nothing really, nothing's really happened yet. And then anything above one is considered higher leverage. Anything below one is considered lower leverage. So what I like to do when, I, when I'm looking at, you know, how well has Boone managed his bullpen is do the leverage, the average leverage index of guys when they enter a game, does that match up with how good they are, right? And it's pretty remarkable when you kind of look at um, the ranking of leverage index for the Yankee relievers and the ranking of their ERAs. So I'm just going to go through the numbers right here. So in terms of the highest uh, leverage index when a, when a pitcher enters the game, um, going from top to bottom, um, it's Adovino. This is for the entire season. Adovino, highest leverage, then Chapman, then Britton, then Holder, then Conley. And then when you look at ERA ranks, it's Adovino, Chapman, Conley, Britton, and then Holder. So you got four out of five there um, for the entire season. But I think that that is just a truly remarkable stat that he's been able to match the leverage index, which we, which we mentioned, you know, how, how much pressure is there when the guy enters the game with the guys that have the best ERAs. Um, and it's, it's even better since May 1st um, because, uh, what did I, yes, Holder then drops out of the top five in terms of le average leverage index. He says a much lower average leverage index since May 1st. Um, and then you have the top four guys in, in leverage index and the top four guys in ERA are all the same since May 1st. Um, and I think if you want to point to any one stat of how Boone has managed his, uh, his bullpen in terms of optimizing it, that is the one that you're going to look at. Yeah. Good stuff. He's got a lot of weapons. He's been using them well. I, I mean, we've even noticed just like simply like he's been going for the kill with his guys way more than he did last year. Well, I know what makes me laugh a little bit. In 2017, the Yankees entered the season and everyone said, you know, at the beginning of the season, everyone was like, wow, one of the best bullpens in baseball. And if we were to look at the 2017 Yankees like bullpen on opening day now and compare it to the bullpen, I think we'd really laugh that it was considered so good. It was like Adam Warren and Clippard were the three and four guys. It was Chapman, Batansis, <laughs> Clippard, Adam Warren. Isn't that nuts? We were so hyped about that. <laughs> now we have Canely, Adovino, Britton, and Matanzas and Chapman. And Chad and Holder emerged. That's, uh, I mean, that's a little bit of how much the game has changed. And even, I mean, we look back five years, but yeah, you look back two years and how important the bullpen arms are. And Katie, we've kind of been... We, we've been dancing around one guy. Everyone knows about Adovino. Everyone knows about Canely at this point. Uh, the guy that turned the knob up to 10 and is looking like the guy who finished, I think he was top three in the Cy Young voting a few years back. Zach Britton has been lights out. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I, I know Jimmy and I got on it that, you know, Zach Britton needs to pitch regularly. And since he has been, he's been incredible. Um, and I think where we started with your stats earlier with the ground ball rate, 
Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Zach Britton leads Major League Baseball in ground ball rate. Um, but what what else is he doing that's that's incredible over the past three four weeks that's made him? I mean, he kind of went from a guy that we'd look at the first three pitches and be like, "Oh, Britton's got it today," or he doesn't. Now Zach Britton, I, I mean, we're there. If he's in in the eighth inning, uh, we're we are happy with that. So what's changed with him? Yeah. Um... Like you said, he's been he's been ridiculous uh, this last month, um, and it's really been a turnaround uh, from the from the first month of the season. Um, and I, you know, I kind of looked at May third is sort of an inflection point. So his first fourteen games, which goes through May third, he had thirteen innings pitched, gave up twelve hits, um, eight walks. That was a real shocker, um, and a four point one five ERA. Uh, he still had a pretty strong uh, ground ball rate at 72%. Um, and his batting average, though, was a little bit high at, at 0.255. But he really didn't look like himself then. Um, and I think that the two biggest things that stood out to me were those eight walks um, and those 12 hits. And in those 12 hits was three doubles, a homer, and not in the 12 hits, but two sacrifice flies. So getting hit hard, you know, giving up hard hit fly balls was a problem for him. And the stats showed that um, he had a 99.7 mile per hour exit velocity on fly balls in that span. And that's how you get four extra base hits and two sacrifice flies um, for a guy that rarely gives up any balls in the air. And when they are in the air, they're, they're usually at least, you know, kind of cans of corn or, or, um, or lazy fly balls. Um, and the other startling stat from that those 14 games, he got one uh, double play. One double play. All those ground balls, I said he had a pretty good mm. ground ball rate. It was 72%, which is, you know, very good. He got one uh, double play. Um, and then I kind of looked at his last. So then, then in his next 13 games, which is what he's done since then, basically the same number of innings pitched, just 13. He's given up only seven hits. No extra base hits. That's the key. No extra base hits in his last 13 games. No runs. That helps. Um, only three walks. He's faced 46 batters, only three walks. That's another key for him. Um, and then another st- strong, the ground ball rate, strong as well, 77%. And then, last, like I mentioned before, only, he had only one double play in his first 14 games. He's got four since then. So he's getting that double play. And this is the startling stat. When you look at why he has zero extra base hits allowed, uh, he's got an 88.5 mile per hour exit velocity on fly balls. So it went from 99.7 to 88.5. That is the Zach Britton that we know. He's getting double plays. He's getting soft contact, especially on those fly balls. And he's limiting those walks, three walks. 46 batters faced. So I think that this is the real Zach Britton that we see that we're seeing right now. This is the guy that we that we know from 2016, from 2015, um, that you know was was obviously was arguably probably the most dominant closer um, for uh, for a couple of years there. I'm and looking at I, his baseball reference, looking at his ground balls. That's incredible, Jake. How many it's games? What he does. I know, but how, but like. 
He only faces uh, three to five batters a game if everything goes right. How many yeah. times do you think this season in, I don't know how many games it is. Katie, do you know how many games he's pitched? It looks like I got rid of uh, it. 27, I think I have. All right, 27 games, Jake. How many do you think he hasn't allowed a ground ball? Ooh, 27. 27 appearances. How many times? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're almost banking on him having his strikeout stuff and then something weird happening. I Honestly, I'd guess like 23 out of 27. 26 he, out of 27. He has pitched yeah. one game this season where he hasn't allowed a ground ball, mm-hmm. and he only faced two batters in that game. And so, yeah. guess when that game was? Guess when that game was? Uh, I know. Jake, guess. Uh, a- April 3rd. Ooh. Close. You got April the right month. No, April. Yeah. 18th. 18th. April yeah. 18th. Okay. Yep. So it's been almost, you know, it's been more than three weeks since he's had a game where he didn't allow a ground ball. Yeah, I mean, I'm, where he I, didn't, you know, induce a ground ball, we'll say. And I'm just marveling right. at it because I went back to his 2016 where he, he pitched 69 games and in only five of those he did not record an out via ground ball. That's crazy. It's one of the odder things. You can almost see it coming. Like when that pitch is coming in and you see lefty or righty up there, it, it, it gets you going. And I think it, at one of the things that made Zach Britton so special this year, and this isn't a so dirty secret, is that the left side of his infield, I mean, Manny Machado and J.J. Hardy, uh, you had two gold glove, one platinum glove quality players. And... I guess that's another thing that maybe it's tied to Zach Britton. Maybe it's something we look back at this winning and we we look back at a little harder. But Gio Urshela at third base and a guy that we're about to talk about in a minute, DJ LeMayhew, with those guys' defensive presence, do we think that's been part of the impact on Britton? I don't know if this is just open forum or if this is analytics, but in my head, I'd say yes. I think that in order for Zach Britton to be a quality MLB player, he needs quality MLB. He like he needs a defense. Like, does he even qualify for FIP, Katie? Like, he barely gives up home <laughs> runs and gets strikeouts. Like, he is a fielding dependent pitcher. I don't know if you can label people as that, but I would say him, CC Tanaka, are fielding dependent pitchers. Sessa. You need uh, the fastest, best. If Sessa had the fastest, best outfield in the world, he'd be locked down. <laughs> <laughs> He's an outfield killer. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to give. Uh, this is something I don't want to say among all the positives, but what would Zach Britton look like if he had Andrew Hart still developing at third? Would it be as good? Would it really hurt him? I don't know. I think you know my vote. Uh, I mean, I think that, I think that you know, obviously, I think that actually DJ is helping him more, you know, as a left-handed, as a left-handed pitcher, you know, facing lefties. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that side of the infield, um, incre- improving that. Because, I mean, we all love Glaber, but 
you know, he does make his fit. He did make his fair share of mistakes last year um, at second base. You know, he had some of those uh, just unbelievable, you know, like, Mental what losses. are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing errors? Um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, obviously, absolutely an upgrade at third base from Andujar to Urshela has to help Britain. Um, you know, when he does, you know, and you have the righties that he faces a lot, he faces a lot of righties, um, because people will try and stack up righties against him. Um, so you, you can't deny that the, the, and the Yankees defense is absolutely improved from last year. The numbers, the numbers bear that out. Um, so I think that it, it is a credit and I think that it, it also, I think, you know, it's also a mental thing. Knowing him, knowing that he has Geo back there, who we like to call the human vacuum over there with a with a rocket arm, um, and uh, and then when he knows that he has DJ there on the other side, that has to give him confidence. I don't know. Yeah, and DJ is actually the next that uh, we'll pivot to DJ now. That's the next thing we wanted to talk about is because you heard Jake and I say last episode, or actually Jake said it. I won't throw myself into the bin of credit with him that DJ is everything Yankees fans wanted last year. He brings defense and contact hitting. So you said you heard us say that and wanted to dive into it and look at the numbers and actually tell us like, is that backed up? Is the eye test uh, on on DJ's defense and contact hitting backed up with the analytics? So what do you got for us there? Well, I kind of like, I just, I thought it was remarkable. I thought that was a really cool observation that, you know, and I, I just want to add another thing to that, what everybody, what all the Yankees Twitter wanted. Um, so your, your statement that DJ is everything that Yankees Twitter was calling for last season. Um, and I kind of define that as making contact, right? Not striking out and sort of coming through in the clutch. Right. You know, we always yeah. lamented so much um, guys that just, you know, just trapped in the clutch, whatever. Just um, home runs or strikeouts. Yeah, basically. So God used so to I, go the other way. <laughs> Back in the day when, <laughs> you know, they shortened up their swing and, and whatnot. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I thought, hey, I can look at that. I can I can put numbers to that, you know. Let's combine those three things, making contact, not striking out, and, you know, being good in the clutch. And let's see if we can figure out how DJ does in those, in those rankings. So I looked at, there's, a, there's, a, there's some stats you can look at. Um, and I did this all on fan graphs, if you guys are, are curious. So for contact, you know, you can look at, basically, I just looked at contact rate. What it is, it's how often does the guy put the ball in play? Right. So there's a contact rate stat on fan graphs. Then I looked at strikeout rate. That's easy. That's on fan graphs as well. Um, and then for being good in the clutch, what I looked at was a stat called win probability added. Um, and you can find that on fan graphs as well. And what it does is win probability is what it says is what are the chances of a team winning at this specific plate appearance? And you can look at beginning of a plate appearance and at the end of a plate appearance, what is the change in win probability for the team uh, based on what the player does during that plate appearance? And if you add those all up, you get this stat called win probability added, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're good in that, 
you're a pretty good player. So right now, Cody Bellinger, number one in win probability added. He's pretty good, right? Mike Trout, he's top five as well, okay? So what I looked at is DJ's ranking in those three stats. So he is, I'm just going to pull up these numbers. He is eighth in contact rate. He is, wait, uh, hold on, I got this right here. Uh, let's see if I can get my thing. All right, we got eighth in contact rate for DJ, 19th in strikeout rate, and 20th in, uh, or actually 18th in win probability added. Top so 20. he's top 20 in all. Top 20 in all three of those, right? That's so good. I looked at other guys that are top three in all three of those categories, right? The three categories that we isolated. There's no one else in baseball that's top three uh, in those three categories. There's no I mean, one top else. Top 20 in all three. There's no one else that's top 20 in uh, contact rate, uh, high leverage rate, rate, and strikeout rate, or win probability so, added. No, win, win probability added and strikeout rate. So DJ is um, like if this was uh this was gymnastics, he doesn't win like <laughs> one event, but he wins the all around. He's the all around yeah. best. N- gonna yes. put it in play, not gonna strike out, and gonna do it when it matters. He is yeah one of the top tier in the league at it. Yep, and if you want to kind of just limit it, because three things, you know, that's being very all around. If you wanted to just limit it to like contact rate and win probability added, you had two guys. Those two guys, Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. Those guys are good. So if you I just think look at MVPs. contact rate, yeah, I think I think they may have won the last two MVPs. Yeah. I don't know. Um or several MVPs. He's a killer man. Um so yeah. Contact, if you just look at top 20 in contact rate, top 20 in win probability added, it's DJ LeMahieu, Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts. Let's say you just want to look at strikeout rate and win probability added. Because strikeout rate and contact rate, you know, you, those are kind of Hand correlated. Hand. But yeah. if you look at strikeout, yeah, strikeout rate. So top 20 in the lowest strikeout rate, top 20 in the highest win probability added. We got DJ LeMahieu, and we have Nolan or- Arenado. He's nice. pretty good too, right? Old teammate. Yeah, he's he's yeah. So DJ, what DJ is doing, I think, is really special, and it's exactly what the Yankees have been calling for. Um, and this is without even looking at his defense. And you know, you mentioned do the do the defensive stats, you know, kind of back up the eye test because we all see what he does at, on defense, and it, it's pretty incredible. And we all, you know, we all really appreciate what he's. Uh, how he's been able to improve our infield defense this season. And they absolutely um, do match up. Now, he's not number one, unfortunately. But, you know, and we know that defensive statistics can be a little bit finicky in single season. Um, Single season, it's a pretty small sample um, in terms of, uh, you know, the number of chances that he gets. Um, But if you do just look at this season, among second baseman, and that's kind of what I, I wanted to do because that's where he's played most of the time this season. Um, he is tied for third in defensive run saved with four. So there's two guys that have more than him. And if you go back since 2017, when you're looking at a larger sample, which is, which is really what I like to do with defensive statistics, um, he is first in defensive run saved among all, among all second basemen. He's got 30 
the next guy has 25. Um, so, yes, he makes contact. He's clutch. He doesn't strike out. And he's a pretty damn good uh, defensive player as well. He's crazy. He's really special. Yeah. He's an old I've, school baseball I've, player. I've yeah. got something I need to bounce off both of you. Um, so, Katie, we've mentioned leverage in here a couple times. Um, I'm, I'm a baseball reference kind of gal, but um, high leverage, we mentioned it's on the scale zero to one and above. So high leverage, it would be what? 1.2 and up, 1.5 and up, something like that? Uh, yeah, about 1.5 is the way that baseball reference uh, defines their high leverage stat. Yeah. Okay. So, James, now I'll send it to you. Ready. In high leverage situations, as judged by baseball reference, DJ LeMahieu has had 32 plate appearances this year. What do you think he's batting in those 32 plate appearances? 392. In 32 plate appearances... Get him, Katie. Um... In, in 32 plate appearances, 27 at-bats, so DJ LeMahieu has three walks. DJ LeMahieu is 15 for 27 with a 556 batting average. Wow. And uh, where do you guys think that ranks in the majors? If that's not the number best one. Ever to, the best to ever play baseball. If that's not number one. It's, it, it's number one, yes. If you follow me on Twitter, you would know that too. It's such, a, um, it's such a weird sport where there. it's such a weird sport where with DJ leading off or with the people surrounding him, I guess doesn't, we're trying to say is you have Void up there, Gary up there. They're trying to hit home runs and you can attack that swing because it has holes. So, you know, you pepper the outside corner and you hope Gary doesn't go crazy mode. Uh, Void, you can attack the home run swing. How do you attack DJ who... He'd just do, he'll, he'll hit it wherever you allow him to hit it. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, you know what? There's a stack for that. There's a stack for everything, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's a stack for that. So how do you attack him? You can't really because he is also, he has a 94% contact rate when you put pitches in the zone, anywhere in the zone. He's going to make contact 94% of the time, That's which nuts. is pretty much, yeah, which is which is really nuts. So if you were if you were going to look at sort of like a heat map of uh, of his of his zone Just of the pitchers throw it, it's basically like all red in terms of his contact rate. It's a red square. Yeah, pretty much. It's my body That's after cool. being in the sun. So. <laughs> <laughs> DJ LeMahieu with that sunburnt <laughs> batting <laughs> batting heat map. I like that. Well, there you go. All right, we're running. Uh, we got ten minutes left. We got one more topic we want to talk about, and then uh, we got the stat of the day. This is a fun one that Katie brought to our attention that I didn't see on Twitter, but I guess people have been complaining that the Yankees always lose on Sundays. Jake, had you seen this before? Katie brought to our attention. I had not. K- KT found this on the Twitter sphere and brought it to both of us. So you gave us their records on the week. This is the data I live for. Since, since this is from the start of Boone's managerial career, right, Katie? Yes, yes, because there's there's obviously nothing to complain, nothing else to complain about this Yankees team um, <laughs> after they lose one measly game to the Red Sox on a Sunday. 
Yes. Um, so okay. this is this is what invaded my timeline. Um, they come to you as, with the uh, stats. As Sunday was winding down. Uh, yes, as, so as the is... sun was rising here in Bahrain, <laughs> and uh, Sunday night baseball was ending. This is what I got. So this, so okay. So since Boone took over as manager, so last year and this year so far, on Mondays the Yankees are fifteen and ten. Tuesdays are their best day. Uh, no, that's not true. Tuesday, 23 and 9. Wednesday, 18 and 15. Uh, Thursday, 14 and 9. Friday, 22 and 11. Saturday, 28 and 11. Sunday, 18 and 16. It's their worst. It's not even a losing record. Not even a losing record. But they have a 529 win percentage on Sundays. Jake, why is this? It's uh, win the series and get going. Those are Sessa days. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's the only science I've got. Well, Saturdays are their highest win percentage at uh, 719%, 719%. And Fridays are pretty good, too, 22 and 11. So they win the weekends. Why were, they already won the series. Just rest up on Sunday. Maybe it's, they're all uh, going to church. Yeah, could be that. Maybe we, uh, they're not going to church. That's I think problem. Katie. I think I think Katie was worried about sharing this stat with us because she knew we'd like it too much. I think. I think honestly. I now. I this is what I said. I, I'd love to see the day game night game split because I believe we just had our first night game on a Sunday all season so far. And <clears throat> Sundays are always day games, so I wonder what their splits are. Do you have that, Katie, by chance, or can you pull it up faster than I can? Yeah, I can probably not pull it up faster than you because my computer is on um, Bahrain's speed. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. I have, I think I might have it. overall home road by month. No. Yeah, here we go. You can get it. Uh, it's available on Baseball Reference. Yeah, I um, can't find if, it. Yeah, under the standings. So let's just go there. The detailed standings, maybe. So, it's not there. It's not there. All right. I don't, have, I, I don't know where the easy way to find it is. Yeah, me neither. Um, it, I can't find it either, but, but, but I would, that's what I would be interested in. If someone can find that, send it in. Reach out. Home and away, the road, the Yankees are good home and away right now. They're good all around right now. They're good. But I honestly do think Wait. that if they win the series, they punt a little, and there's not as much pedal to the metal it's been different this year but this this winning percentage includes last year which was very much i think the bigger thing is we we win on saturdays and tuesdays are tanaka tuesdays so those are our best days oh yeah yeah and i mean back in in the beginning of the scenes it was domingo domingo right yeah yeah so now that he's cooled off sundays have cooled off I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a slippery wormhole for us to <laughs> to dig up some 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 theor- theoretical stats. Um, Katie, I think the people are ready. One more question, I think Jake. One more. Oh, question. One more yeah. question from the audience. Right, what? Trivia question from the peanut gallery. Just because this is what happens. I stumble onto a baseball reference page and I say, "Oh, that's interesting." Oh, no. Jake, how many? What what body part is on the DL the most for the Yankees right now? There's 13 guys. Oh, God. <laughs> what, 
What body part is in the lead? Calf, final answer. There is only one calf. That's a lie. Baseball reference needs to update. Yeah, Stanton changed to calf, right? Yeah. So there's two calves, which actually I then, I think that moves shoulder out of first place, which shoulder had one, two, three, four, five, but now G switched. And I think that puts elbow in the lead with four or shoulder and elbow are tied with four. Sounds about right. Sounds like baseball. And um, then under Ellsbury, it just says everything, which is weird. Broken. Yeah. <laughs> broken. Um. All right. Are we ready for uh, the fun stat of the day? <laughs> yeah, I think. I oh, think wait, I'll wait. I found, I found uh, the day night thing. If hey-o. we want to look at that. Yeah, I'm still interested. You are you guys it? ready for this? I'm ready. Ready. All right. We have, I have it. This year, day games, we are 17 and 8. That's good. The third best record in the majors. Yeah, very good. Let me get nighttime now. So it's just Sundays. They just like partying uh, on Saturday night. Nighttime. Well, no, this is actually for all day games. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm saying. Pull it up for night, yeah, for just no, no, Sundays. I'm saying okay. since, since it doesn't yeah. match up. Yep. So that, that was day games. Night games, they are 21 and 12, which is sixth in the majors. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Day game team. Day game. Go to the day sober, games. Sober Sally's. Um, let's move on to, they like the sun. It activates the sharpest stat. Sharpest stat. You, you thought, you thought the, the most injured body part was good. Wait for this. What do you have for us? KT. All right, let's go to our favorite El Gary. Stat. Yes. Where's the hat? I want to I'll see the hat, hat. Or Is Noodle? Is, is it still on Noodle? Oh, okay. Ew, did you just take that double off of Noodle? And, all right. No, 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 no. All right, we noodle, got double. Noodle. Oh, he doesn't okay. do well with hats. It was on very shortly. Okay, good. All right, so we have the Algari gear on right now. So let's do an Algari stat for you. So we know that Algari likes to hit bombs, right? We know he likes to hit home runs a lot. And uh, we've, we've heard a lot of numbers out there about how many he's hit before the All-Star break and before June 1st and how he just completely dominates the leaderboard among catchers. So there's this other stat that I have out here. So he has 18 home runs right now in 150 at-bats. That seems pretty good, you know. Very so good. what that is, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's not bad. Um, that's 8.3 at-bats per home run, which, you know, basically every, every other game, he's going deep. Yeah. That's cool, if you're, especially if you're in a home run draft like you guys do every day, yes. every game. So, so not only is that the best in Major League Baseball right now, so yes, Gary, hit, Gary is hitting home runs at a rate that is better than any other player in baseball. Um, it would be the best single season record in Yankees history. Think about that right now. 
the Yankees' single-season record for at-bats per home run is by uh, this guy. I think I've, I think I've heard of him before, Babe Ruth. In, George. He had eight point. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. Eight point five was his rate in 1920. You guys remember that was the year that he hit 50, 54 home runs and it was a good year. the rest of the league. It was a good year. He hit 54, the rest of the league kind of hit about 50. But that's besides the point. <laughs> so that so right now Gary is beating that number. Granted it is, you know, June 4th as we're, we're as we're taping this. But he's been beating that number the entire season. Um and I, you know, who knows? He could definitely, I think he has the potential to beat that number for the rest of the season. Um, and that 8.5 is the only single season mark for the Yankees that's under 9.0. So there's a pretty good chance that if, even if he doesn't get 8.5, he could have the second best rate um, in a Yankees history, which is 9.0 by some other guy named Babe Ruth. Um, I can't remember the exact year. But um, yeah, so basically we can, we're talking about Gary Sanchez doing Babe Ruth things this season in terms of home runs and the rate that he is hitting them at. Pretty cool. That is pretty That's, cool. Uh, baseball must have been pretty wild when Babe Ruth was out homering the league. Um, <laughs> talk about must-listen radio. Um, Katie, you know, who's the first baseman on that 1920 Yanks team, Katie? I, I think it was this guy. I think his name was Wally Pip. Yeah, I think it's correct, your. correct, you guys? I think it's your. Is I think it? it's your. Your Absolutely. profile pic on the Twitter. That sphere. is my profile if, picture. If, if you're not following KT Sharp, you need to, because um, if you're a Yankees fan, uh, that's where you get some of the best information. Uh, I'd say on the internet, and I'm a little biased, but I believe it. Um, James, do you, do you have anything that you need to, to close off with about, are you a Gary Sanchez fan or where are you at with him? Move him uh, to DH? It's more than fan, <laughs> less than significant other, but I don't know where, where it falls in the middle of that range. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the okay. middle there, yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, Katie, unless you have anything else to, to close off with, I think this has been a, this is, I mean, Whoa, we That's crushed walk off stat. Yeah, that was we crushed the bullpen. LeMahieu's the best ever. Oh, wait, Gary's the best ever. Oh, wait, Babe Ruth kind of the best ever. But, um, I think for this week of sharp stats, I, I think that's it. I think that's all, all people can handle. I know that's all I can handle at least. Yeah, but thank you for tuning that, in. That was awesome, Katie. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Five My stars pleasure. and Patreon. Katie nailed that mid mid episode too. So it's it's a do it. She just does it herself. Um, but thank you for listening. What do we we have the what's coming next for the people, Jim? The end of the series against the Toronto in a couple days. Yep, Toronto series recap will be out Thursday night if you're a Patreon member. Friday morning uh, if you re- listen on the podcast apps. Thank you for listening. Go Yanks. Tell them, Graham. Go Yankees.